Hello and welcome to my podcast. I want to start by telling you that I really do not take your presence here lightly, especially considering that there are thousands and thousands of people out there sharing incredible content, inspiration, education, and you have somehow found me, being it because somebody shared a link with you, being it because your intuition brought you to me, but you are here and I have so much gratitude for your presence and I really don't take it lightly. Today I want to bring you the insights of my latest explorations that have actually been quite intense, especially last week. I went to this event and we ended up doing some shamanic healing and connecting to the dark goddess and that's work that I hadn't done before and it was the most primal and wild thing I've done in my life in an event setting and I really want to share it because it was incredibly transformational and wow it was just amazing but before I go into that I just want to let you know what has been happening in my life for the last hour (laughs) because it's just hilarious so I have now shared this podcast publicly, which was actually something that I was super scared of doing, but at the same time, I have this deep trust that it's going to reach the right people. So I did it, I shared it, and I am now past 100 listens on my episodes, which is so exciting. And Ash decided to treat us to a podcasting microphone. So I now have this very sexy microphone in front of my face and I have these big ass headphones on my head. (laughs) But basically, I thought that this was going to be a very straightforward plug the microphone into the computer, get ready to record and go for it. It was not. It was definitely not. My office is quite echoey because I have these big windows all around it. (laughs) And it's taken me about an hour to figure out where to put the microphone and then record a portion of audio to check if there's too much echo or if you guys would be able to to hear me okay. And I just could not figure it out. So I did what anyone would do. And I went on Google and I literally just found all these (laughs) random things that you can do to improve sound quality and reduce echo. So I currently have random stuff covering my floor and I've shut the curtains and I have positioned my microphone in it's this weird thing that you do that you place your thumb on your chin and your pinky finger on your microphone and that's supposedly the perfect position for your microphone so this is what i've been (laughs) dealing with for the past hour but i'm super excited because well i now have this little podcasting studio and i don't think i've shared this on the podcast yet but the whole reason why I shared, I started a podcast was because in December I was in this meditation and I had drank a blue lotus tea, Egyptian blue lotus, which if you've never heard of, it's a very, very mild psychedelic. You don't actually get any psychedelic effects, but the way I feel when I drink it is just that it reduces my mental noise and if I then go into meditation or if I'm having a deep conversation I am able to explore my own psyche deeper than if I am just in a normal state 
and it's also it, it has been used in Egypt a lot as this clarity uh, plant and it's meant to be very associated with the Egyptian gods and I, I just love it as a plant I love it as a, as a tea I mean I am quite obsessed with teas but I love this one the taste isn't that nice <laughs> and it's illegal in many countries but luckily I can get easy access to it and it's also really good for sleep so it's one of my favorite plants to have in my tea cupboard but anyway I was in this deep meditation and I had a very clear vision of what felt like was a future moment of my life in which I had a podcasting studio in my office, which to me was very strange at that moment because I hadn't even considered starting a podcast. I was already like overwhelmed by having to run Instagram and having a business mentor telling me to also be all over Facebook and mailing lists and all this stuff. It already felt like a lot, so I definitely wasn't considering podcasting. But I just had that vision in such a clear way and now, hell, four months later, I am sitting in the exact office that I saw as a podcasting studio with a podcasting microphone that I wasn't even the one buying. And I just really trust in divinity and divine timing and that everything is happening for a reason and that everything that happens in my life is literally just unraveling to the lessons that I'm supposed to learn the paths that I'm supposed to walk and my mission on earth and my soul's purpose. So today is really, really special for me because it's my first time recording in this studio. So back to what I want to share with you today. I started feeling really called to do some work and explore the dark feminine at a deeper level. So Last week on Monday, I already had received this download and this clarity that my next podcast episode was going to be about the dark feminine, but I feel like I had to experience parts of it really deep in me before I could talk, which is why I didn't record an episode last week. But I went to this event and it was a temple which I hadn't really been to a temple space. And the woman running it explained that a temple is this sacred container. It's similar to a women's circle, but I felt like it was more powerful in its intention. So it's this sacred container in which all parts of you are welcome, being them good, bad, being them laughter, pleasure, tears, rage, everything is welcome, everything is sacred, all parts of you are sacred and you are witnessed and held by your other sisters present in the container. And we were doing work with the dark goddess. So I really was struggling a lot with associating dark with bad. And it's really interesting because on the same week I went to another event and I ended up pulling an oracle card and I absolutely love that deck. It's animal magic and it's always resonated so deeply with me and I've always needed to read the exact things that were on the cards that was on the cards that I 
pulled and it, they were always really powerful lessons that I had to then learn in my life. And some of them took a while for me to actually understand the meaning of the card. And then when I understood it, it was just so deep. Like the episode that I have on the, my Divine Feminine Transmission, the card, the, the one that I was on the beach experiencing the full force of spirit and the elements, that was connected to a card that I had pulled six weeks before. And it took me that time to understand its meaning. But one of the cards that I pulled was literally the raven, which is a black bird. And it was to teach me that black doesn't mean bad and that magic isn't bad and mystic isn't bad. And that the dark side is just a different side to the same coin and that in everything that exists, you think about yin-yang, you think about masculine and feminine, you think about light and dark. There's always this almost opposing force, this polarity that is needed to keep balance. And just because it's dark, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Bad things can also happen in the light and the shadows can happen inside of the light and inside of the dark. And I'm going to expand on these concepts more in case I'm really confusing you right now. Um, but just have an openness to it and just for the time being, it's just understand or just have this openness that dark and the dark feminine and the dark masculine are not bad. They're just dark. They're just the opposite of light. <laughs> so most of the work that I had been doing with archetypes and with my getting back in contact with my femininity, I feel like they were quite in the light feminine. And the reason why I feel like it was so much in that, it's because I really claim this journey. I really claimed reconnecting with the sacredness of being a woman, the wisdom of my womb, the wisdom of my cycles, the power that we have when we are in communion with other women. And when we heal these deep wounds and this lack of trust that we tend to hold in in company of other women, being it because our mom did something that without her noticing made us suffer, being it because we were bullied by mean girls at school, being it because perhaps we didn't have a maternal figure that was nurturing and loving. And maybe there was a woman that brought really intense trauma or triggered really intense and painful emotions for you. And learning to heal this wound and learning to heal that women don't need to be seeing each other as competitors and as just challenges, but they can also be loving and nurturing and supportive and hold you. It's really, really incredible. But I feel like the majority of that journey that I was doing was more on the light side of things. And I feel like the reason for that, it's because my dominant present tends to be, well, tends to be, or at least it was my entire life, more on the masculine side, more on the doing things and having goals and being physically strong and being confident. I felt like I was very embodied in that side. So then when I decided to basically open the door to see what was on the other side, I discovered the light side and it was very new, but also very needed for me to regain this balance within myself. But ultimately, it's all about integrating both sides. Anyway, the dark side of the feminine is incredibly 
powerful because the dark feminine is where your boundaries, your presence, your self-confidence are at their strongest. The light feminine can be a bit soft and the dark can have that strength to it. So I feel like the reason why I was called so much to go and work with dark feminine it's because I still need to improve my boundaries and I have done a lot of work on this throughout my life I feel like I have really good boundaries with my family with friends and in my relationship with myself but I feel like there are still areas in which I need to improve mainly in my work And especially now that I've understood how vital, and bear in mind, I thought I was doing this pretty well before I burned out. And now that I understood how vital it is for me to be in my fully recharged energy, to really have the impact that I want to have on people's lives and feel fulfilled at the same time, because I was already having a really big impact and I've received so many beautiful words from clients on how much their lives have had shifted but I wasn't always left feeling fulfilled I wasn't always left feeling like hell yes this is why I'm here I was feeling like that after consultations most of the time but then every so often there would be moments in which I didn't set my boundaries properly within my business and I would end up over-delivering or staying on a call for longer than I was meant to because I couldn't say, okay, our time is up. We need to continue talking at another time. And at that moment, I felt like the energy expend from me was like tripled. So in 15 minutes of over-delivering, I feel like I would end up spending as much of my energy as if I had just been supporting someone for three hours. So I really had to learn that that was actually what was bringing me out of alignment because I love, love coaching. I love supporting people. I love this empowering and I love the connection that I feel with my clients. But I really had to learn to not lose it with myself when I am supporting others. And that's the main reason why I've been called to do work with the dark goddess and with the dark feminine. It's this learning to respect my own boundaries. I'd been doing a lot of reading on the dark feminine and I feel like it was showing up to me more as well in people that I follow on social media, in just blogs that I was reading and I just had this deep curiosity about it. I just wanted to learn more about it and I feel like a lot of the times the way in which you get a calling, it's like this deep curiosity inside of you that you just know you have to follow with and that's what happened. So I literally saw this invitation to an event that was working with the dark goddess and to do an embodiment and activation uh, of the dark feminine. And I just had this curiosity about it. I was like, I know I need to go to this. I have no idea what it is. Honestly, the only thing I knew was the title of the event, the price and the starting time. That was it. I had no idea what the hell we were going to do, what clothes I was meant to be wearing, what 
what even was working working with the dark goddess. I had no concept whatsoever, but I just knew I had to do it. And I really trust my intuition when she's telling me that I need to do something. So I went and did it. And the energy in the room was very interesting because it was very different from the previous women's circles that I had gone to. This basically felt like <laughs> there were more of the women that feel like the same way that I do, that most work that you do in the feminine tends to be very in the light and that they tend to be more comfortable being in a stronger embodied presence so the energy in the room felt a lot stronger but it was really interesting because a lot of it was kind of like a talk and this exploration of what it actually means to be in the light feminine the light masculine and dark feminine the dark masculine and I want to share something with you that I thought was mind-blowing which is that in today's society and in history, if we think about it like that, the biggest examples that we have had from people that are considered holy or people that are considered idols or people that have done it right and that are very pure and that are very in divinity and that have reached enlightenment will be people like Yeshua or Jesus Christ, people like Buddha, they tend to be very in this pure, soft presence, good doer that is here as a martyr or to to just show the light, to just show the good things of humanity. And the concept that we got out of that was that because that's what we perceived in religion as good, that really has impacted a lot in terms of the way the world is at the moment, because most men that are trying to do good think that they need to be working very hard, think that they need to be softer, non-violent, and just be in this very light and soft presence. And because of that, they end up being in shadow because there's no balance between light and dark. And the biggest thing about shadow is that shadow tends to be really scared and repress the thing that is the biggest polar opposite. So the biggest shadow of the light masculine is that it wants to repress because of how scared it is of the dark feminine because the dark feminine is very wild, is very in her own presence, in this I-can't-be-tamed energy, I'm not going to bow down to you, I'm going to do me, and I respect myself, and I love myself, and I have my own opinions, and I have my own authority, and I'm not going to fit into the system and into what people want me to do or what people think I should be looking like and thinking like. So the, the dark feminine is this very liberated version of... The feminine and the light masculine fears that the most when it's in shadow when it's in an unhealthy integration and this unhealthy expression tends to happen when you don't have the full integration of your light and dark and in case you are very new to this concept i just want to clarify something every single person has within them feminine and masculine and light and dark and that is regardless of if you identify as a woman as a man it's 
nothing to do with sexuality, nothing to do with gender. It's just the energies that we each have within us. So I found this concept really quite interesting because you can really see it in the world how so many women are still nowadays scared of speaking up, of owning their primal instincts, owning their sexuality, their sensuality, saying no when they don't want to do something, raising their voice and showing their true emotions if it's not happy. A lot of people are still masking when they feel sadness or anger or frustration instead of expressing how they actually feel. It's this trying to stay in the positive and of course the positive is nice but if you don't experience the full spectrum of yourself of your own emotions you are repressing stuff and that tends to be where the shadows come from it's things that you have repressed so much because you have been conditioned to thinking that they're bad that when they manage to come to the surface they are here to cause damage because they don't come in a mature way like the rest of you might. They will come in a, an almost childish and wild reaction. Shadows tend to be very reaction-based and very trigger-based because they've come from this deep repression. And this is exactly the same as when people are dieting super hard and trying so hard to eat only clean foods and to say no to all the things that they want. And then out of the sudden, they eat something that they shouldn't have. And all these binge patterns come to the surface because now they can't stop. And it's like this wild force that has been repressed and now is coming to the surface at full force. That's how the shadows will present. And I just found this concept super interesting because the dark feminine is the biggest force that we need to bring to the surface. I mean, we need to bring the full embodiment of the divine feminine to the front to balance the mess that is going on in the world at the moment. But the dark feminine is so vital for this because in the dark feminine is where you stand up for yourself, you put up strong boundaries, you express your desires. And it's what we really need to embody. The other experience that I want to share with you from that event was that we did a shamanic healing practice. And this is where things really got very intense. This is what I was talking about in the beginning when I said that it was the most primal event I've ever been to. This is what I'm referring to. So through this practice, you were doing breath work and there was also some movements of the pelvis synchronized with breath work happening there was this background shamanic music playing with a lot of like drum beating and the woman who was guiding us was keeping us very present if very present if anything was coming through the surface any pain any discomfort anything that you'd want to just escape your body and go into that beautiful place that you can go through into through breath work and meditation where you just forget that you can feel pain you had to do the opposite and you had to stay really present with it and i think the reason why it was so powerful was because we all were made aware that when you're doing this type of work you are not just healing the now you are doing very deep and very important work and you are healing anything that has been stored in your womb space 
being it in this life through emotions or traumas that you've encountered, but also from past lives, from transgenerational trauma, things that have been passed down from your mother, from your grandmother, from ancestors that you've never met. This can all be stored in your womb space. And through that practice, the goal was for us to release all of it. And man, it got so intense. I don't think I've ever screamed that loud in my entire life. (laughs) And Bear in mind, at this point, we were all laying down in a circle and there were women howling, screaming, crying, convulsing in pain, in pleasure. There was so much going on and it just amplified the energy of what you were feeling inside of you. And I feel like that for me was one of the most powerful practices that I have experienced because I really felt like I had to push through a lot of emotional release and a lot of pain. And some of the pain I felt like it wasn't from things that I had even experienced in this lifetime. And it really was very, very, very intense. And also so liberating. A lot of it was like staying so present with that pain and when you just couldn't hold it in anymore, like this, this screaming would come through and tears came through. And at the end, the place where it took me was beautiful and incredible. And I feel like it really has shifted a lot of the energy inside of me and the way that I carry myself. And what happened towards the end was that I felt like I had reclaimed my womb space and I had reclaimed my sensuality and my sexuality as sacred and as mine, regardless of what other energies have been present and what other trauma has been present in there. In that moment, I felt like I was claiming it all of myself and all of my sacredness. And I had a word come into my head at the end when I had released everything. And it sounded like inside of my head, someone was like screaming at me and calling me a whore. Someone was literally screaming the word whore inside of my head. And instead of feeling shame, I feel like I claimed that word. Like it's my right to be sexual. So in my head, when I heard this, like somebody calling me a whore, I put the word sacred in front of it. And I embraced this sacredness in sexuality and in sensuality and the power that as women hold there in that space, in that energy that is our right to claim and to be in and to feel pleasure. So through that practice, I went from feeling pain and like I was being killed and like I was being hurt so deeply and being so repressed to coming the other way in pure laughter. Like I was so embodied in my sexuality in that moment that I wanted to strip naked and I just had laughter come through me of like like if somebody was to call me hypersexual or a slut or a whore 
that I just have this like laughter coming through because it's like, who cares about what you think? Who cares about what you say? This is mine to own. This is my body and my pleasure. And I claim it fully. So today I want to leave you with this juicy feeling. (laughs) And I hope this episode inspires you to claim your body as yours, to claim your pleasure as yours and to embrace the beauty and the power that is in the dark feminine, to learn to put yourself first, to set strong boundaries and to express your deepest desires.